Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, good evening, and good night to everyone out there on the internet, whether you're watching the YouTube show or listening on the podcast. This is Lansing with myself. The five-minute weekly show where I talk about being a freelance creative and game designer when you're low on spoons and low on cash. Once again, I'm Steve D from Tim Star Games. Now, a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, we talked about how you should wear as many hats in the industry as you could and learn as much as you can about other art forms and try other art forms so you get appreciation. Another part of that is understanding art history. You know, there's a reason why fine arts, fine art creatives are encouraged to study art history and the under, um, get an understanding of the history of their art form. And that applies doubly so to games. Um, it's really important to have an understanding of the role that games play in culture and how that has changed and also how you know game design has changed and evolved and, and how new ideas have come in, how things have changed, um, how markets change how fans change, um, and what ideas are out there. You know, I think as the internet has arrived, it's actually getting harder and harder to access history because the new is everywhere and everyone thinks they have a new idea and it's easy to get onto any kind of social media or something and go, what about this? Um, and not have understood that that's been done, you know, millions of times before, which doesn't make it a bad thing, but it's really good to have history and context. You know, this is what allows you to improve? And I think we're losing a lot of knowledge because we're not preserving it in any way. And this is a huge problem with, with game design. Um, we are not an art form that really understands how to archive and um, protect and and contain our ideas so that they can be passed on to the next generation. We're starting to get that a little bit in video games because of how it's taught. Video game people do understand that they need to learn a bit of history, but it's much less common in tabletop games and in role-playing games. Um, and, uh, yeah, as I say, it's much worse at the moment because of so much being dumped onto the internet and also because of the huge wave of new people arriving in the industry in the last five, ten years, um, which has dumped you into this cavalcade of the new uh, in a, and a time when the, the greatest interest of the market is in the new. Novelty is the new king. Um, and that's causing, you know, just people to just try a lot of different things without always understanding the context and the history of them which can give you a better appreciation of these things. Um, it, it's not just a matter of um, looking at things for your own benefit um, so that you understand things, but also because you, you're going to make better things if you can understand how they were developed in the past. Um, it's worth going through some of these things. Now, as I say, it's very easy to get gatekept out of this. It's very easy to be blocked off from this. These things aren't easily accessible. Um, again, because of the rise of the, the great burst of, of more and more games and more and more games in the industry, it's harder to access this information. It's not kept anywhere. And also because game history in the last 20 years has been a history of marketing, everything 
like that you go back just a few years feels really old and boring because that's how the market works. There's this enormous cult of the new and therefore it actually works against you looking backwards um, because it's like, well, that's boring. It's old hat. It's done. And everyone's talking about, well, how do we innovate that on that? How do we change that? And, you know, it's good to keep challenging yourself. But if you don't understand the actual scope of that history, you're actually really just looking at this tiny little slice of time and you're innovating on that, which isn't actually real innovation and growth and development. And, you know, art history and, and game history is just a better way to understand the art form as a whole. So take your time. And I don't just mean the last five years, 10 years, 20 years. I mean, go back 50 years, 100 years. Look up the history of things like Scrabble and Trivial Pursuit and and go back to classic card games, you know, understand about the, the rise of the, the board games in the 19th century and the 18th century. Understand, you know, how um, dice were invented um, by the Romans and things like that and the, the Egyptians. Look at how games are part of culture. These are all amazing things that can help you design games. And games have a, a rich and incredible history that interact with culture, that may predate art in culture, that are a kind of culture. You know, look at look at gaming philosophy as well. Have a little dip into Wittgenstein and Hazinga and see how thinking about games is a kind of philosophy and philosophy is a kind of game. And all of these things, all these ideas about how games and culture and history interact, they're going to teach you about what games are, what games do, um, and, you know, it's worth sitting down and having a think about, you know, whatever it might be. If you can't get to this information, here's the other thing. We talked about growing pains the other day. Find some old gamers, you know, much, much older than me and ask them about what it was like, you know, get a mentor or just bring it up, you know, try to get into people, into the access of this, these ideas of this wider gaming community. Um, because you are in a tiny little bubble, you can't avoid it because of the marketing, because of the way the industry is. It's so easy to lose touch with the larger scale, the larger time period, and the larger world. Find people outside your bubble. Find people who are older than you. Find people from different countries. Find people who know the history and have worked in different kinds of environments. And be in that mindset of, like, what can I learn? What can I learn that's beyond just what's going on right now? It's great to be up to date and seeing the new hotness as soon as it comes out. But there's so much more going on. And history will help you understand the present that's the purpose of history to give us a lens to understand where we are now so that's as much true as it is for just history of humanity as it is for history of art so study your art history study your game history and be a an appreciator of all the wonderful worlds international and past games out there because they all shed insight into your process and the games that you want to make and the games that can change the world so, study your art history. Till next time, I've been Steve D. This has been Lancing with myself. Till next time, be good, play games, pat dogs, have fun.